0: You are Locked On
1: Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell.
0: Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Follow Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL.
1: Matt, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you and all of our listeners and some new listeners and some all you folks that stuck with us since Dynasty Blueprint and keep spreading the word if you would. We need to get this thing you know even bigger. Absolutely. Uh we're
0: we're four or five days in now, but it's it's the first time we've talked this new year. So I hope you had a good one. The NFL regular season has concluded. We're looking ahead to the playoffs. But of course for dynasty players. It's the off season. Finally, we've we've been really anticipating it uh, for for weeks now. It's finally here. And if you heard Kate and Marcus yesterday, you heard them begin a new uh, a new series that we're going to be doing over the next month. Basically, just looking over, reviewing every single team, uh, and looking at some of the, some of the highlights, some of the lowlights of their 2020 season and looking ahead to what we can maybe expect from those teams this off season, Matt, we're going to start with the Atlanta Falcons. Cool. Certainly. Yeah. Certainly a disappointing season for the Falcons who really feel, it feels like one of those teams. That's, that's always a contender. And and honestly, that just, that just hasn't been the case the past couple seasons. I think maybe I get, uh, get caught up in, in the offensive production. We normally get from them, uh, but, but they were never really a contender this season. Looking at uh, looking ahead a little bit to what they had, what their roster might look like in twenty twenty one, Matt Ryan signed through twenty twenty four. So uh, you might think he's not going anywhere, but his name has started to pop up that he could be released, he could be traded. So there's at least that possibility. It still feels like a long shot. Uh, Julio Jones, similar story in that he is also signed through 2024. And we saw both of those guys who, who have been really fantasy stars, or, or in Julio's case, superstars, really take a big step uh, back this year, which was uh, 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 had a lot to do with their poor play overall as a team.
1: Yeah, and they're interesting to me because they're a little bit in no man's land. Should you try mm-hmm. to run it back with... Julio and Ryan and, you know, give it a shot because they were 4-12 and this year but they've lost a lot of close games the last two seasons and I think you could make the argument that if they had some semblance of a running game, maybe they would close some of these close games out and, frankly, you watch their tape and they're better than a 4-12 and team I mean, they're not one of the worst teams in the league they can hang with teams but you don't want to get stuck in no man's land either and you know, hover around seven, eight, nine wins for the next four or five years when you could have been grooming a quarterback and totally starting over. Um, you kind of mentioned this, you know, Ryan and Julio are both signed through 2024 and it would be major cap ramifications to trade those two. So I don't know that you can just blow the whole thing up and dump those two and, you know, dolphin or Browns it and just get tons of picks. Um because you you are hurt your cap too much, but we also know the cap's a little bit of a myth. You can move things around <laughs> for that, too. and My hunch is, you know, you don't pick four very often if you're this organization, and this is really going ahead of myself, but my hunch is Penny Sewell will be one of the top three picks, two or three, and that probably leaves you a quarterback at four. So Zach Wilson, maybe? Yeah, right. I mean... I don't know how you pass that up. So if that's step one, and he can sit behind Ryan, and that's a good situation for a guy to come in with a with a, a, an offense and weapons around him, I tend to think that fourth pick, assuming Atlanta stays tight, is going to be a quarterback.
0: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. You mentioned the uh, the, the close losses they had. They they go four and twelve. The Falcons go four and twelve on the season. 10 of those 12 losses, Matt, were one score games. Yeah. 10 Uh, of 12. Crazy. Um, You know, I mean, the bounce bounce of the ball, right? It certainly could have gone a lot differently. That doesn't mean they would be 12 and four or anything like that, but they could have been a 500 team fairly easily. Right. Right. They got to create a
1: running game, though. I mean, they're so reliant on the pass, and Ryan's just not that type of quarterback anymore.
0: Well, they haven't, they haven't had a running game for a while. I mean, of course, Devontae Freeman was there. He, um, he, uh, you know, he dropped off really quickly and, and they parted ways with him. Todd Gurley was not the answer by the end of the season. He was not even the starter basically, and he is now a free agent. So I I would not expect that they would uh, bring Gurley back. Brian Hill, Edo Smith, those guys are not the answer either. Um, There are going to be a lot of running backs, uh, running back options uh, in free agency, but that brings you to another issue. They're $24 million over the cap. And then you look at the one star that they do have that you do feel really confident in right now. It's Calvin Ridley. He was the wide receiver five on the season. His contract runs out in, in 2023. So he's got a couple more years which means he's going to be looking for that payday pretty soon as well. It does feel like a team kind of in no man's land. At least they have, they do have their picks. They've got the fourth pick uh, in the draft, as you mentioned. They also, they they also have their second and third rounder. So they've got uh, basically three picks uh, in the top uh, 70 or so. A a good place to start, but probably not enough.
1: Probably not. I mean, I think certainly we could envision their top two picks being Wilson, as you mentioned, and then ATN or Harris in the second round. I mean, that's a pretty complete offense. If you do that, you know, for now, for the future, but they're not playing fantasy. They got to build a defense too, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And
0: that's been really the frustrating part. Their defense, they just can't stay healthy. And it's, it's not just this year that felt like a fluke. It's, uh, this has been an issue for two or three years running. Uh, I don't know if they've got this, a similar situation. You know, we, we've seen it with the 49ers, with the Chargers. Some teams just can't seem to stay healthy. I don't know if that's a training issue, Matt. You you would certainly have more insight with your background. If, it, if it's training, if it's a medical staff issue, why why do Who some knows. of these teams seem to be snakebitten?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know that answer. I mean... Um... Sorry to let you down. Who knows? (laughs) Uh, I will say, I mean, uh, being able to control the football would help, though. I mean, if you could play fewer defensive snaps and and eat clock and nurse a lead and play slow and lean on a running game, that certainly could have a ripple effect through the whole organization. The defense isn't perfect. And, I mean, if if there was a Chase Young coming out, and maybe you do that at four, but it doesn't look like there is – so maybe you just give the defense a year off, get your quarterback, try to build a running game and fill in the you know some spots here and there on defense and live with it because it really it's interesting because last year they made a change at the defensive coordinator situation after their week 8 bye and the defense was great for the last 8 games of the year. This year they make a coaching change and there was some stumbles, but overall, the defense wasn't as bad as people perceive it to be. So after two coaching changes mid-year, each of the last two years, it did get better. And people don't realize Grady Jarrett's a star, you know, like there's some guys on this mm. defense that are okay. I think I would be, you know, more I talk about this team, the more I think, I think I would take that strategy of quarterback, running back, or sign some sort of running back, you know, and... And then just fill in the pieces on defense, and let those two grow together, and go from there. But they are a little bit of no man's land.
0: Yeah, we've talked all about the players on offense, a little bit on defense. We haven't mentioned the coaching staff. That's because there's not one. They don't <laughs> right. have a coach. Uh, they've got they've got to figure that out before they do much else. And of course, yesterday was uh, what do they call it, Matt? Black Monday, Black right? Monday the, right? Yeah, we saw lots of. Uh, coaches lose their job, and and many teams interviewing uh, coaches, and of course the Falcons are involved in that as well. Um, I, I have really don't have a sense of which way they might go with that that, that coaching move, but um, that once once they make the decision, and and typically these teams do figure these things out pretty quickly. I mean, we might be talking. Next week, they might have a guy. Yeah, yeah, by the right, end of right. the week, but certainly within the next two weeks, we're going to know who that Falcons head coach is, and that will give us a lot more information about the direction
1: they could potentially go. And they're even considering keeping Raheem Morris. I mean, I think that's probably a long shot, but if you truly want to run it back and take one shot, maybe you give him a one-year deal and see how that goes. Yeah, that, I, I do not, know. though. <laughs> he yeah, won four think, games this year, right. Right,
0: doesn't feel like the kind of move you can make. Matt, from a dynasty perspective, and and we'll wrap up the discussion about the Atlanta Falcons. um, Anything stand out here? A move you would make uh, with your dynasty team? Are you buying? Are you selling anyone specifically?
1: Hmm. Man, I mean, Ridley's super expensive. I mean, I think that ship sailed and trying to buy low on him. That ain't happening. He's a superstar. I'm not the biggest Hayden Hurst believer. You know, I mean, we have down here that he's tight end ten. I'm sure I could come up with tight ends, ten tight ends. I would prefer to him. Um, I'm not seeing it. If I, I wish they had a a third or I wish they had Zach Moss on their roster. You know what I mean? Like a third or fourth round type running back, kind of waiting in the wings that maybe they'd fall back on, but they don't have anything close to that.
0: Yeah, they have no really no answer at running back for sure. Uh, There was a lot of talk that maybe they should have taken a wide receiver early in the draft last year. I know they, uh, they passed on CD lamb. Uh, so, so now you look at the trio of Julio, Calvin Ridley and, and Russell Gage, who was
1: fine. What's your take on him? Do you think he has relevance? Mm, No,
0: not really. (laughs) I mean, stretch feels like just a guy, you know, He'll, he'll, he'll end up on dynasty waiver wires this off season. And, uh, you would hope they would add some pieces but uh if not maybe he's maybe he's a guy you grab uh right before the season starts next year
1: mhm and Julio misses time he's worth a little more on those days you know
0: yeah I, I would just go back to ridley he is he is going to be very expensive as you mentioned uh but i actually think he's he's undervalued um yeah. we've seen we've seen some of these other younger wide receivers uh really jump up and gain value and des- deservedly so we're talking of course DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson um, but i think ridley if you're getting him for uh, if you're getting him for low end wide receiver 1 cost which is still like you said it's going to it's not going to be cheap uh, but I, I think i think he's a
1: worthy trade target this offseason okay i mean i would give an awful lot for him i mean i really think that he is very very legit and You know, I don't know that his name has come up. You know, we haven't done it for a little while, but our top five dynasty receivers, I might want, do you want him over Michael Thomas? I mean, like I might.
0: I definitely want him over Michael Thomas. That that one's pretty easy. I think uh, the competition comes with some of the other players I just mentioned. Uh, You throw A.J. Brown in there, and then you've got, of course, Adams and and Tyreek and DeAndre Hopkins. So it's a crowded top 10, top 12. Uh, but Ridley is certainly
1: in that conversation with those guys. Yeah, that's a pretty impressive company, but I guess he belongs there.
0: Matt, when we come back, we are going to talk about the Houston
1: Texans. I would tell everyone about Bet Online first. I mean, I've mentioned this on Peacock and Williamson. We have a great relationship with Bet Online right now. And obviously the NFL season has wrapped up. We got six playoff games coming up this weekend. Another four the weekend after that. We got so many playoff games. It's a perfect time to put a bet down or two. So you, there's only one place that has you covered, and one place we trust. And I, I talk about this a lot. Is, and that's at betonline.ag. You know, sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag, and use our promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. I mean, how can you pass that up? I mean, so again, that that's locked on for 50% off. Um, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Folks, that's free money. I mean, how do you pass that up? So, bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
0: Guys, 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Matter. Next team we're going to dive into is the Houston Texans, and I, I guess it's convenient that we pair these two teams together because they—I feel like they have a lot in common. Uh, teams that probably should have contended for at least a playoff spot, uh, certainly should have been better. The Texans have maybe a, a few more reasons. They—they um, they start out poorly. They were zero and four. They fire. Uh, Bill O'Brien, which felt long overdue. Of course, O'Brien pulled off the trade last offseason of trading away DeAndre Hopkins, bringing in David Johnson and, and his contract. I don't know. It, it felt like um, like a year that had been cursed even before it started, uh, which I guess is perfect for 2020. But still, the, the Texans still felt like they, they could have contended it. It never really happened. It
1: certainly wasn't Deshaun Watson's fault, though. No, is he good? I mean, of all these coaching openings, the number one asset out there to me is Deshaun Watson, with all respect to Herbert and Lawrence and having lots of cap space and great picks and all that stuff. Uh, this guy is a star. I, I think he played, frankly, the same level as Allen, Rogers, Mahomes. I mean... And people might be like, ah, that's a little rich, Matt. But what if he was a Packer? What if he was a Chief? You know, I mean, it would have been remarkably good. And he was a fantastic player that, that took a step forward. He's, he's he's still getting better, in my opinion. But I really f- feel bad for him almost because they <laughs> yeah. have nothing to get better with. There's no picks. There's, uh, I mean, is next year going to be dramatically better? I bet not. The defense is horrific. You know, Fuller's a free agent after the year. Like, if I'm the owner of this team, I'm sitting down with a coach and, and saying, not that we're going to punt next year, but let's build something for 2022. You know, like, and you waste two prime years of Deshaun Watson by doing that, but I think that's the only way to look at it because they're not going to be good next year.
0: Uh, it You really, wow. really do feel bad for... Uh, for Deshaun Watson, he leads the league in passing yards this year. Yeah. Um he, he signed through 2026, so unless we see an an ugly trade demand situation which honestly I wouldn't I wouldn't blame him if that's the way this goes, but unless we see that Watson's not going anywhere. You look at his other pieces on offense and and it is really pretty depressing. David Johnson and Duke Johnson both of whom are signed through twenty twenty two, so one more year each for them uh, after this year. Uh, wide receivers, you talked about it. Will Fuller is going to be a free agent. They they tried to trade him uh, at the trade deadline, couldn't get a deal done, and then soon after that, he was suspended for PED. So that was uh, that was a big blow to Watson. You know, he he loses Hopkins. He loses. Fuller, and he still just keeps putting up massive numbers with yeah. with Brandon Cooks and Kiki Q T and and Chad Hansen and you know the guy off the streets. I mean, you can't really can't say enough for for Watson and and all of that. Like you said, just makes you feel a little bit worse, uh, worse and worse for him. Like the Falcons, no head coach. They are uh, they are in the market, and I don't know, Matt. You said. Th- you said this is an, an attractive spot because of Watson.
1: That's the only thing it's attractive about. Everything else stinks. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I kind of said that wrong, yeah.
0: And I don't think it's enough. I, I right. mean, it, it, Herbert's not the quarterback that Watson is. Lawrence certainly is not the quarterback uh, that Watson is, at least at least yet. Both of those guys, uh, we we love them in Dynasty. We love them long-term, but they're not where Watson is now. But those teams have cap space. Those teams have picks. Those teams have uh, young wide receivers that that you're excited about. And this team doesn't. No. David Johnson, Duke Johnson, Cooks, Randall Cobb. I mean, you, Matt, you know I love Randall Cobb, but he signed through 2023 to, to this huge deal. It's it's embarrassing, really, what what Bill O'Brien did to this team.
1: Well, I mean, I guess if we. Put all that aside and think, okay, what's this going to look like? The best of our abilities going forward. I think Brandon Cooks is an underrated asset. I mean, he's still young. I think people don't give him enough credit because he's been on a lot of teams. He had a great year, and he came out young. I mean, he's probably going to be their number one receiver. I mean, I guess they could franchise Fuller, but Cooks is going to get a lot of passes thrown his way from Watson yet again. So I think he's somebody that's very attractive to me and an every week type starter that you can get reasonably cheap. I think, in my opinion, what do you think? Yeah, I,
0: yeah. yeah, I I agree. I mean, of course, the knock on Cooks is is what everybody knows that uh, he's basically one head injury away from uh, potentially calling it a career, and yeah. and that's that's the only reason his value is down. We've we've seen him bounce around to multiple teams uh, in in recent years. And the the knock on wide receivers and the concern about wide receivers is always when they change teams, we're going to see uh, we're going to see a production decrease. We're going to see a a a learning curve. And Brandon Cooks has has broken that rule. Right. From Saints to Patriots to uh, Rams to I I don't know. I feel like I'm forgetting a spot or two in there.
1: (laughs) But But he gives uh, up a first round pick to get him. I mean, people want this guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and he had a great season. Yeah, uh, kind of played uh, second fiddle to to Will Fuller for a while, and then really took over as a dominant uh, option when Fuller was out. I, I think his price. I, I don't see his price increasing too much, honestly, just because of that uh, of that concussion concern. He did suffer a head injury this year. It was. Uh, officially, I, I, I don't believe it was officially considered a concussion. I guess he he passed concussion protocol. Uh, I, I don't know. It's still still super scary for cooks. But when he's been on the field, obviously he's produced uh, in a, in a major way. I I don't think they will uh, franchise Will Fuller. I think that that tag is just going to be too expensive uh, for him. So we'll see if if they're able to lock him down to a long-term deal or if if we see Brandon Cooks acting as the wide receiver one.
1: Yeah, and then the other thing I want to talk about here too is Johnson and Johnson. You have a you know, they're both signed through 22. I'm sure they could get some cap relief with moving on from them and obviously David's biggest supporter is no longer in the business, in the building who traded for him. But I think right. these two probably showed enough that it's probably going to be these two again next year. Like, you might get a decent one more year out of David, and nobody's going to, you know, charge you a ton to add him to your roster. I think they have a, you know, and where I'm going with this is, I think they have a pretty good line now with soul and a lot of resources at the line. I don't know if they're going to address tight end. They need a receiver. But the defense is so bad that, I'm not sure that they can deal with running back problems considering their limited resources, that they might kind of just be stuck with Johnson and Johnson, and, which is good for us because I think we can kind of look at it and say, I'll take David. He threw some flash. You know, he flashed at the end of the year, and he's not washed up yet. That I can get a good year out of him on the cheap and start him hopefully for 16 weeks.
0: Yeah, he he definitely is cheap. They both are. I, I guess I would disagree a little bit on Duke Johnson. He he had that opportunity when when David was out, and I, he's I didn't not feel a one. Yeah, right. yeah. He's well, a, he's a piece. Right at best,
1: at, yeah, best. at best. But yeah, but right.
0: yeah, David Johnson played well when he uh, when he came back over these past few weeks. So um, yeah, I mean, that, I, I don't have a problem with it. He is going to be super cheap, like you said. I think, believe it or not, the player that dynasty managers really need to make a call on here is Kiki QT because hmm. yep. we saw him take. We saw him take advantage of playing time down the stretch. He he played pretty well. Didn't quite live up to the hype that uh, that was placed upon him a couple years ago, uh, but I, I think he maybe played well enough to at least earn a role in in twenty twenty one. He's going to be super cheap as well, so yeah. he might he might be a I don't even want to say buy low because we've already seen the the low price on on Kiki, which is basically waiver wire fodder, but uh, he may be worth worth targeting. It's um, still a, a relatively inexpensive price.
1: Yeah, I mean maybe if you're doing a two for one or a three for two, hey, throw in QT and you got a deal. You know, I mean yeah. it, with the bigger names in there, and he's the the, the least name on there. I wouldn't mind him at the bottom of my roster. That's a good one. I also think Jordan Akins. He teases me. I watch him and think, yeah, boy, he yes. could be good, but he's inconsistent. Sometimes it just takes tight ends a while, though. You know, I mean, they don't they don't mature as fast as other positions. I might grab him too, just because of a, a vote for Watson. Really.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Same thing. I I get I get my hopes up and expectations up for him, and then he <laughs> he disappoints. But yeah. the, the, their tight ends have. Have been so up and down the past couple of years, uh, but Akins and Q.T. are actually a couple of guys we would want to take a chance on here, and maybe even David Johnson as well.
1: And I'd like to know who their head coach is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as well, like Atlanta. You know, uh,
0: these these teams, it's it's pretty frustrating. Matt, when we come back, we'll finish up the show and we'll talk about the top five running backs in our new Dynasty
1: ADP. Good stuff, but let's talk about rockauto.com first. We haven't brought them up for a while, but they are another big um, supporter of the Locked On Network. I mean, there's so many increasing numbers of makes and models. It's it's impossible to stock all the parts you need at a a traditional chain storefront. So why endure the pointless and intimidating questions when wait on the counterman, orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brands that his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers, just do it yourself at rockauto.com at home or in your pocket, whatever you want to do. I mean, so I know a lot of you guys work on your cars out there. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. It's super easy. Uh, Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Uh, Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. So here's what you do. I mean, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. That's locked on. amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com.
0: Hey guys, I want to tell you about the Peacock and Williamson podcast. NFL, yeah. analyst, <laughs> NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson hosts Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's finish up today with some ADP talk. It is the beginning of the month. That means we have brand new Dynasty ADP over at DLF. These mock drafts are still going on, uh, but we've we've got a little early data to share. Uh, We're going to talk about the top five running backs. Honestly, no huge surprises here. Maybe... The order will be surprising to you, uh, but those, the, the top five backs all come within the top seven picks of the first round, so these running backs are still going to be very expensive. We've seen that uh, trending that way over the past couple of years. Uh, I, I think we'll see more of a balance this year in the first round between running backs and wide receivers. But the top of the draft, top of the round, still dominated by the runners. 101, Christian McCaffrey. Matt, would Christian McCaffrey still be your top pick in a PPR dynasty startup? I
1: think so. I mean, the little we saw this year, he looked good. I mean, to me, that's reassuring. In some way, I think almost having a year off might save some of his other body parts. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's, yeah. In, you know, he, he didn't take any hits all year, basically. So yeah, a, a little less tread off of his tires, I think so. Yeah, but there's some good candidates.
0: One point oh two, Alvin Kamara, and I will say uh, these mock drafts were started prior to week seventeen. I know you might uh, you might make a case for other. Uh, Other players, of course, Kamara did not play in week 17, but he's the one Oh two. Any surprise there?
1: No. I mean, he has scored a million touchdowns the week before and so many receptions. I think breeze leaving though, doesn't help him. I assume breeze won't be back.
0: Right. We have, we have seen those reports that drew breeze is expected to retire, uh, after the season and, I think you're right. Whether If it's Taysom Hill, we've already seen it, which I I still don't think that would be the way they would go. Uh, If it's Taysom Hill, certainly it's bad news. But really, if it's anyone that's not Drew Brees, I don't think it's great news uh, for for Kamara. At this value, he's a sell to me. If I can trade him for a couple of the players that are below him, uh, certainly, if I can trade him for multiple players that are maybe showing up in the in the second round or third round i would i would be ready to move on from kamara as as great as he has been
1: that's pretty i mean i think that's well said i mean could could you get swift in a first
0: no i don't think so
1: yeah maybe i don't you think say. you
0: could yeah. i i mean i think you could get you can get swift and uh and something else mm-hmm. but i don 't think you could get a first on top no probably not 1.03, and uh, I hinted that you you might make a case for someone else. This is it, Jonathan Taylor. 1.03. We've seen Taylor up and down uh, these ranks and, and ADP really all season. Uh, after Marlon Mack went out with that season-ending injury in in week one, some were calling Taylor the RB one in dynasty, and and he felt like a disappointment through the first two months of the season. As he he did not live up to that height but he has uh, he has turned it on lately over 250 rushing yards in week 17 certainly went out with a bang and uh, you can call week 17 meaningless from a fantasy standpoint if you want but when we see players like that uh, end on such a high note we saw we saw that Jerry Judy 92 yard touchdown that impacts player value oh yeah the rest of the off season. And I think we're going to see Taylor honestly go up from this point. Uh, I don't think 1.03 is his ceiling when it comes to ADP this year.
1: No, you're probably a hundred percent right. And, um, Dobbins isn't on this list. He could qualify that way. Maybe acres. You know, there's certainly something to be said for what's the last thing you see from a player, you know, playoffs in particular, not even just rookies, but, these guys that play deep into the playoffs or even just one playoff game or finish real strong in Week 17 like Taylor did, you know, that's it's the last taste in people's mouths. And, and it's granted. I, I was a little hard on Taylor at different points throughout the year, but I'm really high on this group of rookie running backs now. And, you know, I mentioned Dobbins and Akers and Swift. I mean, I, I think you could compete that or, or you know, fight that some of those guys, even Gibson, should all be first-round startup guys. Yeah,
0: I think that's that's a good point, and it just makes me think that uh, not the Dobbins or or any of those any of those rookie running backs are going to be cheap. Maybe we shouldn't say rookie anymore. That now, right. now that we've we we've moved into off season territory, but uh, none of those players are going to be cheap. But if you can buy Acres or Dobbins uh, at a at a lesser price than you would pay for Taylor. That's that's where the discount comes. Yeah, that's a good point. Right, right. All right. So we've got McCaffrey at one oh one. He's the RB one. Kamara one oh two. RB two. Jonathan Taylor at one oh three. One point oh four. The fourth straight running back off the board is Saquon Barkley. So now we've got two running backs of the top four who basically barely played this season. Uh, Saquon Barkley, like McCaffrey, has. Has maintained his value. Of course, he dropped a little bit. It was it was McCaffrey and Barkley locked in as those top two players heading into the season. But still, a top four player. Are you good with that when it comes to Barkley?
1: Absolutely. Uh, I mean, maybe they'll add another offensive lineman. Daniel Jones, eh, I think will be back, but he went through a lot of injuries this past you know couple months. Um, I think Barkley is going to be a feature player. Like in redraft, he's definitely a top five pick. He's not old. He catches the ball. I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. So we've got those four locked in as the top four. McCaffrey, Kamara, Taylor, and Barkley. We see a couple wide receivers coming off the board next. uh, But the RB5 is Dalvin Cook at 107 overall. Middle of the first round for Dalvin Cook. And it's still close. Uh, If we... If we redrafted these again, if we do this again next month, it wouldn't be a shock to see Cook ahead of Barkley or 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 even ahead of Kamara. Honestly,
1: no, yeah, I mean he's a superstar as well. His injury history gives me a little bit of pause, but I just said I wasn't worried about Barkley. He's been hurt a lot too. I mean, I guess the only question I would have, and and it really, I still would favor Cook. Is do I prefer him to? Aaron Jones, Dobbins, Swift, you know, and I probably could come up with three or four other names. There's a lot of interesting backs right now.
0: Yeah, and that's really the decision that you're you're facing when you're in a startup. Do you use your top five pick on one of these players or are you content to wait until the the back half of the second round, presumably, and maybe that's Gibson or Akers or Dobbins mm-hmm. or uh, Aaron Jones, all all names you mentioned there that, uh, could potentially be late second rounders. Uh, I, I think I would probably go that way, honestly. Me too. Maybe take DK Metcalf or Devontae Adams uh, in the first round and then one of those running backs in the second.
1: Yeah, that's not bad. Or trade back and get a little more, you know, a couple more things as opposed to one shiny thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, trading back is almost always the right answer, uh, but it's also usually pretty difficult to pull that off. Mm-hmm. Matt, that does it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.